If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Russia's president has told nuclear deterrent forces to be on high alert. Ukraine and Russian officials have agreed to talk near the border of Belarus. One of two major cities in Ukraine, Kharkiv, is reportedly back in the hands of Ukrainian forces. More military equipment for Ukraine. The European Union has agreed to send fighter jets to Ukraine. It follows a request from Ukraine's foreign minister. An arrest in a hammer attack in the New York City subway system. Police say a man is charged with attempted murder in an attack which has left a city health worker in critical condition. Well, COVID-19 restrictions are easing. New York's governor says the mask requirement at schools and New York City's mayor says vaccination requirements at indoor venues are both being lifted. All right, the latest on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Russian President Vladimir Putin Sunday ordered Russia's nuclear deterrent forces to be on high alert after what Putin called aggressive statements from the West. Ukraine has agreed to talks with Russian officials. The European Union has agreed to close its airspace to Russian planes. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has agreed to meet with the Russians on the border of Belarus without preconditions. By putting nuclear deterrence forces on high alert, Putin has raised global stakes of the conflict. Kiev, meanwhile, remains in Ukrainian hands following fierce fighting. A senior Defense Department official suggested the nuclear readiness of both NATO and Russia was not to be taken lightly amid the historic invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Ukraine claimed a major victory Sunday against Russian forces. Ukraine's military claims to have taken back full control of Kharkiv. Kharkiv amid heavy warfare. Russian forces had intensified their assault on Kharkiv over the weekend. Here's Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. We will fight as long as it takes to liberate the country. If children are born in shelters, even when the shelling continues, then the enemy has no chance in this undoubtedly people's war. Russian troops reportedly blew up a natural gas line in Kharkiv Sunday, which serves one and a half million people. Ukrainian forces claim to have captured six Russian soldiers during the fighting in Kharkiv. Well, some European countries are complying with requests by Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kaliba for fighter jets. Discussions are reportedly ongoing. It is not part of the EU funding weapons to Ukraine. EU Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Borrell said Sunday. We're not talking about just ammunition. We are providing more important arms to go to a war. 
Burrell says that Ukraine's foreign minister had requested planes that Ukrainian Air Force pilots can fly. Ukraine's jet fighters are Soviet-built MiG and Sukhoi models. There's been an arrest in a hammer attack of a New York City employee in Queens. The NYPD says under arrest is 57-year-old William Blount. Charges against Blount include attempted murder, robbery and assault in a late-night brutal attack Thursday against New York City Health Department worker Nina Rothschild. She was attacked at the Queens Plaza EM and R station. Here's NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig. This is an unprovoked, brutal, and appalling crime on a woman who was just trying to get home after a day's work. A woman who dedicated her life to helping others. Police say that Blount's last known address is Astoria, Queens. He has a half dozen prior arrests, including robbery and criminal possession of a weapon. Well, COVID-19 restrictions are easing here in the Big Apple. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, says he plans to lift proof of COVID-19 vaccine requirements in New York City and to lift mask requirements in schools. That'll be effective March 7th. The mayor says he plans to make a final decision on Friday. A final decision hinges on no unforeseen, he says, spikes in the virus. Adams says the planned easing of guidelines means visitors to places like restaurants, gyms and other indoor venues will no longer be required to show proof of vaccination. Every morning I meet with my health professionals because I always stated I'm going to follow the science. I'm not going to get ahead of the science because I'm ready to get ahead of all of this and get back to a level of normalcy. And Adams' announcement comes on the heels of New York Governor Kathy Hochul lifting mask mandates in New York City schools and New York all across the state as of Wednesday. Mayor Adams says all other vaccine mandates remain in effect, including mass transit. 77 WABC time check, 507. Time for Frank Diaz with a look at traffic and transit. Hey, good morning, Deb. Well, uh, the George Washington Bridge is leaking in Holland Tunnel. is looking pretty good right now. It's pretty quiet out there in general over to Hudson Valley. On the uh, New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound exit 1, that's closed because of emergency water main repairs. Also, 218 is closed both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W as an alternate around that. If you're driving in the city, the off-ramp to the southbound Henry Hudson Parkway is closed for an accident investigation due to a car that landed on an Amtrak tracks overnight. Avenue of the Americas northbound between 57th Street and West 58th is closed due to some falling ice, as is Broadway and 58th between 6th and 7th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Sunshine, our high is 34 overnight. Partly cloudy skies. The low dips down to 26 degrees. Tomorrow, nice day again, partly sunny skies and even warmer with a high of 46. Right now, we have 28 degrees under partly cloudy skies. Well, continuing with those COVID-19 mandates in New York, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul has announced that the state's mask mandate for schools will, in fact, be lifted. That'll happen on Wednesday, March 2nd. The governor touted strong vaccination rates, declining COVID-19 cases and new CDC guidance in her decision. We need to retain the flexibility to make adjustments as needed. But for now, uh, this is a very uh, good news announcement. 
Now, this change affects the state's 2.7 million school children, including about 1 million school children here in New York City. It applies to children two years old and older in schools and child care facilities. On Friday, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, eased its indoor mask guidance. Well, the number of people killed by assailants unknown to them ticked up last year and has shown no signs of letting up so far this year. Police say in 2021, 26 people were killed by people they didn't know. That's a 5% increase from the previous year out of nearly 500 homicides. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Darn it, we need to deal with those who are on our streets right now that are dangerous, that are violent. And the increases compared to NYPD data from 2016 to 2021. Now, during that five-year period, 133 people were killed on New York City streets by people they didn't know, making up 6% of all homicides. Well, the Russians own a 36-acre estate in Glen Cove out in Nassau County, purchased for its U.N. ambassador. Now, it's also rumored to be a center for espionage. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman and Congressman Lee Zeldin, both Republicans, are calling on President Biden to boot Russia from Killingworth in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Blakeman and Zeldin made the announcement standing outside the 40-acre estate. Here is Congressman Zeldin. Expel these diplomats. Because not that long they expelled one of our own from Russia. And send a powerful message of whose side pro-democracy and pro-freedom United States of America stands on. There is precedent for the request. Back in 2016, the U.S. booted Russia from Norwich House in Upper Brookville. The White House has not yet immediately commented on the request. Well, new congressional boundaries redrawn by majority Democrats in New York State may backfire in a moderate section of Queens. It's in Senate District 16's new borders that include middle-class conservative neighborhoods like College Point and Whitestone, but not Jamaica Estates. Longtime Democratic State Senator Toby Ann Stavisky, who's 83 years old, is being challenged by Republican Stefano Forte, who's 24 years old. The lifelong Queens native plans to run a tough-on-crime campaign against the incumbent, who's a criminal justice reformer. Here he is on the Good Old Boys podcast. One of the things that I tell everybody at the end of my speeches, um, I say I'm unapologetically tough on crime. I'm unapologetically pro-family and I'm an unapologetic populist. That well, is my my kind of catchphrase at the end of my of my speeches gets the people going and they love it. And that's Stefano Forte there. And campaign financing may factor in here. Forte reportedly has only $10,000 on hand as of January, while Stavisky has roughly 229000 in his campaign coffers. Well, COVID-19 shuttered the bright lights of Broadway in New York City in early 2020. But now the bright lights of Broadway are back. I spoke with Charlotte St. Martin. I interviewed her. She is the president of the Broadway League about the effects the closure had on the industry, the comeback and what theater goers can expect. 
It was back on March 12th of 2020. Now, that's a date that I'm sure that you and those in the theater industry remember well, because that's the date that Broadway was shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And Charlotte, what did that end up doing to the theater industry? I mean, not only as the industry as a whole, but to actors as well. Certainly, it was a devastating day for the whole community and certainly the actors and all of our colleagues that work on Broadway. I mean, we're the industry that believes the show must go on. And at that date, we thought we'd probably be closed a couple of weeks. And 18 months later, uh, we learned that wasn't the case. This must have had a huge financial impact on the theater industry. How does the industry recover from that? Well, fortunately, we did get a bit of support from the federal government through the Shuttered Venues Operators Grant, which enabled all of those shows that were shuttered the uh, funds to help get back up because it re- Broadway is a very expensive uh, thing to do and to build a show. People work on them from two to six years and to have to shut down immediately with no planning uh, would certainly have prevented most shows that had to shut down from coming back without that help. For someone who hasn't gone back to the theater yet and perhaps they're purchasing tickets, what can they expect insofar as the COVID-19 rules at the theaters? Well, we're very proud of our our track record because we've now had over 3.7 million theater goers attend a Broadway show since we returned with no outbreaks uh, or super spreader uh, claims at all. Uh, And I think that's because our theaters and our community have uh, rigidly lived up to the protocols that were established and actually have done things that weren't required to enable us to do exactly what we said we would do from day one, which is to keep our cast crew and audience safe. Uh, Today, we still have a mask mandate, and we require vaccination for all over five years old, and we require a, a negative PCR test for those under five. That guidance takes us through April 30th. By April 1st, we will let the public know if we're extending the vaccine mandates. I understand the famous tickets booth in Times Square is reopened, yes? It has, and I'm very happy to say the audience is coming back. Last week, 87% of the seats were filled in the 19 shows that were running, and that's been building since January 1st. So we see light at the end of this dark tunnel. Great speaking with you. Thank you for being with the 77 WABC Early News. You're welcome. Thank you. The WABC Early News. All right. Thank you, Charlotte St. Martin, the president of the Broadway League. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Justin Ellick, at the sports desk. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Knicks got a firsthand look at their former crosstown foe and now Philadelphia 76er James Harden yesterday as the Sixers were at the Garden to show off their new look. 
and show off they did as the duo of Harden and Joel Embiid dominated to hand the Knickerbockers their fifth straight loss. Embiid poured in 37 and Harden registered a triple-double and route to the Sixers' 125-109 to win. The Knicks will follow the Sixers back to Philly where the two are set to tip off again this upcoming Wednesday night. As for the aforementioned Nets, they'll host the Toronto Raptors tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's suit up for some ice hockey now as your Rangers and Islanders were both in action yesterday. The Hockey Blue Shirts enter a mini skid here as they lose their second straight to the Vancouver Canucks at home. Goaltender Thatcher Demko stood tall for the Canucks, making 31 saves and route to the 5-2 win. Rangers fans will have to look ahead to Wednesday night when the St. Louis Blues are set to visit the Garden. The Islanders were able to pick up the Rangers slack as they pound the Ducks in Anaheim 4-0. Shutout marks tender Ilya Sorokin's fifth of the season as the Isles will try and make it two straight oh. in Colorado tomorrow night. Quick look ahead to tonight for the Devils as they'll get the Canucks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, quick MLB news. The uh, MLBPA and the Commissioner's Office and the owners have until, I believe, the end of today to come to an agreement before regular season games beginning to uh, begin to get canceled. So uh, that clock is still ticking, although rather quick at this point. With your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thank you, Justin. Hate that guy. Let's head over to the uh, traffic desk. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Yeah, I think Sidney Rosenberg had an early appearance. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> hey, Deb, it's looking pretty quiet out there. So starting to see some traffic built on parts of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287, all headed towards the city. George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Honnold Tunnel, all looking pretty good right now. Over to the island, we got some heavy traffic building on parts of the LIE, but it's not looking too bad right now. Over to Hudson Valley on the New York State Thruway and I-87 at Exit 1. That's closed because of emergency water main repairs. Route 218 is also closed in both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of the weather-related slide hazards. Use 9W as an alternate. If you're driving into the city, we've got some police activity on the West Side Highway on the Henry Hudson Parkway southbound near the George Washington Bridge. All ramp to the Henry Hudson Parkway is also closed with an accident that... It, happened because of a car that landed on the Amtrak tracks overnight. Also, if you're driving uh, locally, Avenue of the Americas northbound between West 57th and 58th is closed due to some falling ice, as is Broadway and 58th between 6th and 7th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high near 34 Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the low down to 26 degrees. And tomorrow, partly sunny day, even warmer, with a high near 46. Right now, 28 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Stocks rally Friday on news that the Kremlin is open to Ukraine talks. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 834 points. The S&P 500 rose 95 points. The Nasdaq added 221 points. Crude prices swung sharply and eclipsed the $100 a barrel mark last week for the first time in about eight years after Russian airstrikes hit Ukraine and threatened to disrupt the movement of oil and other materials from the region. Both Brent and U.S. crude topped $100 on Thursday for the first time since 2014 before pulling back. At the start of futures trading Sunday evening, 
Brent jumped more than 7%, lending back above $100, following a decision by Western nations to eject some of Russia's banks from the global financial system's payment infrastructure, SWIFT. As you might imagine, the average price of a gallon of gasoline has spiked 10 cents over the past two weeks to $3.64 per gallon. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg of the Lundberg survey said that the price jump came after a rise in crude oil costs amidst global supply concerns following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Lundberg said further increases are likely. The price at the pump is about a dollar higher than it was a year ago. And finally, BP said Sunday it is exiting its share in Rosneft, a state-controlled Russian oil and gas company in reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. BP has held a 19.75% stake in Rosneft since 2013. The stake is currently valued at $14 billion. London-based BP also said its CEO Bernard Looney and former BP executive Bob Dudley will immediately resign from Rosneft's board. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. And Dow futures this morning in the red. The Dow down 465 points right now. The S&P 500 is down 71. And the Nasdaq has fallen 207 points. And crude in the green up $5.03 a barrel at 96.62. Gold up $15.50 an ounce right now to $1,903.10. It's the WABC Early News. A legal expert, Alan Dershowitz, is weighing in on President Joe Biden's pick of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson as his U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Dershowitz told 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis that it's a good choice on the merits. Jackson's resume, but not good because of Biden's promise during the 2016 presidential campaign to pick a black woman to the high court. Dershowitz told the Cats Roundtable that the promise to hire a black woman distracts actually from Jackson's qualifications. The days of putting Cardoza on the court uh, when J- when when uh, Herbert Hoover was president, only because he was the greatest judge in the United States. Those days are over. The Supreme Court has become a predictable partisan institution. Dershowitz also says Jackson will bring the level legal rather perspective of a public defender to the high court. Now, he also thinks the course is already uh, that the high court is already too partisan. Now, ultimately, Dershowitz predicts that Jackson will be the first black woman nominated to the high court. Well, President Joe Biden's approval rating sits at just 37 percent ahead of tomorrow's first Biden State of the Union address. The poll was released on Sunday by ABC News and The Washington Post. Fifty five percent of respondents disapprove of the job Biden's doing. Seven percent had no opinion. Biden has said he feels like he's been successful. I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably... Uh outperform what anybody thought would happen. And the poll found little support, though, for President Biden from Republicans and key independents. Just 30 percent of independents and only 10 percent of Republicans said they approve of Biden's job performance. Biden's approval rating is down 4 percent from November of 2021. 
Well, former President Donald Trump, the clear Republican frontrunner for the White House in 2024. Trump emerged as the favorite among those surveyed at the Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, for the 2024 GOP nomination for president. A straw poll gave Trump 59 percent support from 2,500 attendees at CPAC, up 4 percent from last year. Here's Trump at the conference. The socialists, globalists, Marxists and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. We are a sleeping giant. Coming in second place, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with 28 percent support, up 7 percent over last year. Coming in third among attendees, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo with just 2 percent support. A big drug bust at the Mexico-U.S. border despite creative efforts by the alleged drug smuggler. Border officials say a man attempted to conceal nearly uh, 1,200 packages of methamphetamines valued at $2.9 million in a shipment of onions. Customs officials say canine units, despite the strong smell of onions, sniffed out the drugs at the Ote Mesa border. That's between Tijuana and San Diego. The 46-year-old driver, a citizen of Mexico, was arrested and handed over to U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement officials. A federal judge has struck down a woke admission policy at Thomas Jefferson High Schools for Science and Technology. It's the best high school in the nation, known for turning out Ivy League students. The October 2020 policy sought to strike a balance at the school, which is underrepresented by blacks and Hispanics. The judge ruled the policy discriminated against Asian-American students. The Coalition for TJ took the case to court, and co-founder Azra Nomani celebrated the victory on video posted to Twitter. All of America just know right now that we fought. These were mostly immigrant, mostly Asian families of, quote, color. And you know what we said? We don't want this illegal equity, this illegal racism, this illegal discrimination. A lawyer for the school system says the school board will likely consider an appeal. Well, protests around the globe in support of Ukraine following the invasion by Russian forces last week. In New York City, numerous demonstrations, including Times Square and Washington Square Park. This protester called Russian President Vladimir Putin a cold-blooded murderer. Protests are also taking place in major Russian cities, including Moscow. On Sunday, riot police were patrolling the streets of Russia to try and prevent demonstrations. According to the human rights group OVD Info, more than 3,000 Russian protesters were reportedly detained between Thursday when the invasion began and Sunday. Meanwhile, Ukraine has asked for more Starlink Internet stations. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has agreed with that request. Musk says more Starlink terminals are being sent to Ukraine. 
Ukraine has seen Internet disruptions following the invasion by Russian troops and missiles hitting key infrastructure. Monitoring group NetBlock said Thursday that disruptions had been tracked across much of Ukraine, including its capital city of Kiev. Starlink ultimately wants to provide the world with faster Internet, starting by improving Internet access in parts of the world that aren't currently served by broadband providers. 77 WABC Time Check 527. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb, it's looking pretty quiet out there still. Starting to see some traffic build on parts of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287 all heading towards the city. George Washington, Lincoln, and Holland all looking pretty good right now. In Merrick, we got an accident blocking one lane on Sunrise Highway eastbound at Lansdowne Avenue. Some heavy traffic building on parts of the LIE, but it's not too bad. Over to Hudson Valley on the New York State Thruway at I-87, northbound at Exit 1. That's closed because of emergency water main repairs. We also have two Route 218 closed in both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of weather-related slide hazard, so use 9W as an alternative. If you go heading into the city, we got some police activity on the Henry Hudson Parkway southbound near the Cross Bronx ramps. we got two lanes taken out over there. Also, the Avenue of the Americas northbound between West 57th and West 58th Streets closed due to some falling ice on, from the buildings over there, as is Broadway and 58th between 6th and 7th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Sunshine with a high near 34. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the low down to 26. And tomorrow, partly sunny skies, even warmer, the high near 46. Right now, we have 28 degrees in Manhattan. Well, CNN has a new head. Sources say Chris Licht will run CNN once Disney merges with Warner Media this spring. Parties involved have not yet commented on the anticipated appointment. However, one source says Lick's appointment will be announced shortly. Here's CNN's Brian Stelter. It's a massive enterprise of 4,000-plus people. And February began with a shock to the CNN system. Longtime President Jeff Zucker's ouster, which may never be fully explained. Now the month ends with word of a new leader. Lick will likely start in April when that deal takes effect. And in the meantime, CNN keeps on keeping on. Licht is currently the executive producer and showrunner of The Late Show and executive vice president of special programming at Viacom CBS. 77 WABC time check, 530. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. More news, sports, business, traffic, and weather right after this. Welcome to the 77 WABC early news. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. Russia's president has told nuclear deterrent forces to be on high alert. Ukraine and Russian officials have agreed to talk near the border of Belarus. One of two major cities in Ukraine, Kharkiv, is reportedly back in the hands of Ukrainian forces. More military equipment for Ukraine. The European Union has agreed to send fighter jets to Ukraine. It follows a request from Ukraine's foreign minister. There's been an arrest in a hammer attack in the New York City subway system. Police say a man is charged with attempted murder in an attack which has left a city health worker in critical condition. COVID-19 restrictions are easing. 
New York's governor says the mask requirement at schools and New York City's mayor says vaccination requirements at indoor venues are both being lifted. The latest on the Russian-Ukraine crisis. Russian President Vladimir Putin Sunday ordered Russia's nuclear deterrent forces to be on high alert after what Putin called aggressive statements from the West. Ukraine has agreed to talks with Russian officials. The European Union has agreed to close its airspace to Russian planes. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has agreed to meet with the Russians on the border of Belarus without preconditions by putting nuclear deterrent forces on high alert. Putin has raised global stakes because of the conflict. Kiev remains in Ukrainian hands following fierce fighting. A senior Defense Department official suggested the nuclear readiness of NATO and Russia was not to be taken lightly amid the historic invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Ukraine claimed a major victory on Sunday against Russian forces. Ukraine's military claims to have taken back full control of Kharkiv amid heavy warfare. Russian forces had intensified their assault on Kharkiv over the weekend. Here's Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. We will fight as long as it takes to liberate the country. If children are born in shelters, even when the shelling continues, then the enemy has no chance in this undoubtedly people's war. Russian troops reportedly blew up a natural gas line in Kharkiv Sunday, which serves one and a half million people. Ukrainian forces claim to have captured six Russian soldiers during the fighting in Kharkiv. Well, some European countries are complying with a request by Ukrainian's foreign minister, Dmitry Kaliba, for fighter jets. Discussions are reportedly ongoing. It is not part of the EU funding weapons to Ukraine. It's separate. EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell said Sunday. We are not talking about just ammunition. We are providing the more important arms to go to a war. Borrell says that Ukraine's foreign minister had requested planes that Ukrainian Air Force pilots can fly. Ukraine's jet fighters are Soviet-built MiG and Sukhoi models. There's been an arrest in a hammer attack of a city employee in Queens. The NYPD says under arrest is 57-year-old William Blount. Charges against Blount include attempted murder, robbery and assault in a late-night brutal attack Thursday against New York City Health Department worker Nina Rothschild. She was attacked at Queens Plaza. EM and R station. Here's NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig. This is an unprovoked, brutal, and appalling crime on a woman who was just trying to get home after a day's work. A woman who dedicated her life to helping others. Police say Blount's last known address is Astoria, Queens. He has a half dozen prior arrests, including robbery and criminal possession of a weapon. COVID restrictions are easing in the Big Apple. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says he plans to lift proof of COVID-19 vaccine requirements in New York City and to lift mask requirements in New York City schools effective March 7th. The mayor says he plans to make a final decision on Friday. A final decision hinges on no unforeseen spikes in the virus. 
Adam says the planned easing of guidelines means visitors to restaurants, gyms and other indoor venues will no longer be required to show proof of vaccination. Every morning I meet with my health professionals because I always stated I'm going to follow the science. I'm not going to get ahead of the science because I'm ready to get ahead of all of this and get back to a level of normalcy. Adams' announcement is on the heels of New York Governor Kathy Hochul lifting mask mandates in schools across New York State as of Wednesday. Mayor Adams says all other vaccine mandates remain in effect, including mass transit. 77 WABC Time Check 537. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, we're starting to see some traffic built on parts of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287 all headed towards the city right now. The bridge, Lincoln and Han, also looking pretty good coming in. In Merrick, we got an accident blocking one lane on Sunrise Highway eastbound at Lansdowne, also in Patchogue on Sunrise Highway westbound. Project Nichols Road, we have an object on the roadway blocking the right lane, so use caution out there when you're coming in. Over to Hudson Valley on the New York State Thruway and I-87 northbound at exit emergency water main repairs. Also, 218 is closed both ways between Cornwall and West Point because it was a weather-related slide hazard to so use 9W as an alternate. Heading into the city, we got some police activity on the Henry Hudson Parkway southbound near the Cross Bronx ramp. we got two lanes over there taken out because of that car that drove onto the Amtrak tracks earlier. Also on Avenue of the Americas northbound between 57th and 58th is closed due to falling ice, as is Broadway and 58th between 6th and 7th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7th through 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs near 34. Overnight, the lows 26 with partly cloudy skies. And tomorrow, partly sunny, a high near 46. Right now, 28 degrees. Continuing with COVID-19 mandates in New York, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has announced that the state's mask mandate for schools will be lifted on Wednesday, March 2nd. The governor touted strong vaccination rates, declining COVID-19 cases and new CDC guidance in her decision. We need to retain their flexibility to make adjustments as needed. But for now, uh, this is a very uh, good news announcement. The change affects the state's 2.7 million school children, including about 1 million in New York City. It applies to children two years old and older in schools and child care facilities. On Friday, the CDC eased its indoor mask guidance. Well, the number of people killed by assailants unknown to them ticked up last year and has shown no signs of letting up so far this year. Police say in 2021, 26 people were killed by people they didn't know. That's a 5% increase from the previous year out of nearly 500 homicides. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Darn it, we need to deal with those who are on our streets right now that are dangerous, that are violent. The increases compared to NYPD data from 2016 to 2021. During that five-year period, 133 people were killed on New York City's streets by people they didn't know, making up 6% of all homicides. The Russians own a 36-acre estate in Glen Cove, out in Nassau County, purchased for its U.N. ambassador. It's also rumored to be a center for espionage. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman and Congressman Lee Zeldin, both Republicans, are calling on President Joe Biden to boot Russia from Killingworth in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Blakeman and Zeldin made the announcement standing outside the 40-acre estate. Here's Congressman Zeldin. 
expel these diplomats. Because not that long they expelled one of our own from Russia. And send a powerful message of whose side pro-democracy and pro-freedom United States of America stands on. There is precedent for the request. In 2016, the U.S. booted Russia from Norwich House in Upper Brookville. The White House has not immediately commented on the request. New congressional boundaries redrawn by majority Democrats in New York State may backfire in a moderate section of Queens. Senate District 16's new borders include middle-class conservative neighborhoods like College Point and Whitestone, but not Jamaica Estates. Longtime Democratic State Senator Toby Ann Stavisky, who's 83 years old, is being challenged by Republican Stefano Forte, who's 24 years old. The lifelong Queens native plans to run a tough-on-crime campaign against the incumbent, who is a criminal justice reformer. Here he is on the Good Old Boys podcast. One of the things that I tell everybody at the end of my speeches, um, I say I'm unapologetically tough on crime. I'm unapologetically pro-family and I'm an unapologetic populist. That is my my kind of catchphrase at the end of my of my speeches gets the people going and they love it. Campaign financing may factor in. Forte reportedly has only $10,000 on hand as of January, while Stavisky has roughly $229,000 in campaign monies. Well, the downward trend of COVID-19 cases in New York continues. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, over the weekend said the number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 in New York State fell below 2,000 for the first time since November 14th. This comes as a surge in cases over the holidays and winter months. This is not that wave we saw last year. It kind of kept going up and up. This is straight up and love to see it come straight down. Of the 1,999 people hospitalized for COVID-19 in New York State as of Friday, 349 were being treated in ICU units. On Friday, New York City's positivity rate was nearly 2%. The seven-day rolling average is down to 1.23%. As for COVID-19-related deaths, there were 33 COVID-19 deaths on Friday, including 10 among New York City residents. On Saturday, people gathered in Harlem to mark the 10-year anniversary of the shooting death of Sabrina Fulton's son, Trayvon Martin. In attendance, the Reverend Al Sharpton and New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Here's Fulton speaking about the murder of her son, then 17 years old, on February 26th in Florida. A lot of people talk about Trayvon Martin's story. It's not a story for me. It's a tragedy. Martin, unarmed, was walking back from a convenience store when he was fatally shot. George Zimmerman, on Neighborhood Watch, claimed self-defense. He was tried but acquitted. Adams argued that Fulton had turned the phrase, stand your ground, into a rallying cry to fight against discrimination and unfair laws. The mayor talked about the pain of losing a child. Every birthday, every holiday, uh, every time you walk past their favorite location, every time you hear something that sounds like their name, uh, you relive the pain. Martin's killing to the fight against bigotry of all kinds and also connected it to an increase in hate crimes here in New York City. 
In the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Saturday Night Live opened with the Ukrainian chorus of Dunka of New York. No cold opening. Cast members Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong stood center stage. The audience sat silently as the variety show chose to present a powerful tribute to the country of Ukraine. More than 120,000 people have fled Ukraine due to the Russian military assault. 77 WABC Time Check 545. Here's Justin Ellick with sports. Hello, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Knicks got a first-hand look at their former crosstown foe and now Philadelphia 76er James Harden yesterday. As the Sixers were at the Garden to show off their new look and show off they did as a duo of Harden and Joel Embiid dominated to hand the Knickerbockers their fifth straight loss. Embiid, Harden 37, and Harden registered a triple-double en route to the Sixers, 125-109 to win. The Knicks will follow the Sixers back to Philly, where the two are set to tip off again this upcoming Wednesday night. As for the aforementioned Nets, they'll host the Toronto Raptors tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Let's suit up for some ice hockey now as your Rangers and Islanders were both in action yesterday. The Hockey Blue Shirts enter a mini-skid here as they lose their second straight to the Vancouver Canucks at home. Goaltender Thatcher Demko stood tall for the Canucks, making 31 saves en route to the 5-2 win. Excuse me, Rangers fans will have to look ahead to Wednesday night when the St. Louis Blues are set to visit town. The Islanders were able to pick up the Rangers' slack as they pound the Ducks in Anaheim 4 to nothing. Shut out Mark's tender Elias Sorokin's fifth of the season as the Isles try and make it two straight in Colorado tomorrow night. Quick look ahead tonight for the Devils as they'll get the Canucks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Also TikTok for Rob Manfred and the commissioner's office for the MLB. They have until the end of today, presumably, to reach a deal with the uh, MLBPA on a new CBA, or uh, they will start canceling regular season baseball games. No bueno MLB. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Frank Diaz is at the traffic desk. Hey, Deb. We're hey, still look, hey, we're still sorry about that. We're still looking pretty quiet out there. Starting to see traffic build on parts of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I two eighty seven, all headed towards the city. Also, Lincoln, Holland, and George Washington Bridge also looking pretty good right now. Starting to get backed up on parts of the LIE westbound all the way back to Exit 62. In Merrick, we still have that accident blocking one lane on Sunrise Highway eastbound at Lansdowne Avenue. Over in Patrick on Sunrise Highway westbound approaching Nichols Road, we've also got an object on the roadway blocking the right lane, so use caution out there. Over to Hudson Valley on the New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound at exit 1. That's closed because of emergency water main repairs. We also have 218 closed both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of weather-related slide hazards. We use 9W to go around that. If you're driving into the city, we're seeing some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway eastbound between exit 24 and Cabinet Plaza. We also still have some police activity on the Hudson Parkway southbound near the Cross Bronx ramp. Some two lanes over there taken out because of that car that drove onto the Amtrak tracks. Also, Avenue of the Americas northbound between West 57th and West 58th closed due to some falling ice, as is Broadway and West 58th between 6th and 7th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, or high near 34 overnight, partly cloudy skies, the low down to 26. Tomorrow, partly sunny, warmer, the high near 46, right now 28 degrees. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report.
stocks rallied Friday on news that the Kremlin is open to Ukraine talks. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 834 points. The S&P 500 rose 95 points. The Nasdaq added 221 points. Crude prices swung sharply and eclipsed the $100 a barrel mark last week for the first time in about eight years after Russian airstrikes hit Ukraine and threatened to disrupt the movement of oil and other materials from the region. Both Brent and U.S. crude topped $100 on Thursday for the first time since 2014 before pulling back. At the start of futures trading Sunday evening, Brent jumped more than 7%, landing back above $100 following a decision by Western nations to eject some of Russia's banks from the global financial system's payment infrastructure, SWIFT. As you might imagine, the average price of a gallon of gasoline has spiked 10 cents over the past two weeks to 3.64 per gallon. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg of the Lundberg survey said that the price jump came after a rise in crude oil costs amidst global supply concerns following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Lundberg said further increases are likely. The price at the pump is about a dollar higher than it was a year ago. And finally, BP said Sunday it is exiting its share in Rosneft, a state-controlled Russian oil and gas company in reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. BP has held a 19.75% stake in Rosneft since 2013. The stake is currently valued at $14 billion. London-based BP also said its CEO, Bernard Looney, and former BP executive Bob Dudley will immediately resign from Rosneft's board. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. And looking at Dow futures, they're in the red this morning. The Dow down 467 points right now. The S&P 500 is down 70, and the Nasdaq is down 206. Gold and crude oil are in the green. Crude oil at $96.37 a barrel. That's up $4.77. And gold is up $18.50 to $1,906.10 an ounce. It's the WABC Early News. Legal expert Alan Dershowitz weighing in on President Joe Biden's pick of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson as his U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Dershowitz told 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis that it's a good choice on the merits. Jackson's resume, but not good because of Biden's promise during the 2016 presidential campaign to pick a black woman. Dershowitz told the Cats Roundtable that the promise to hire a black woman distracts from Jackson's qualifications. The days of putting Cardoza on the court uh, when J- when when uh, Herbert Hoover was president, only because he was the greatest judge in the United States. Those days are over. The Supreme Court has become a predictable partisan institution. Dershowitz also says Jackson will bring the legal perspective of a public defender to the high court. He also thinks the course is the high court is already too partisan. Now, ultimately, Dershowitz predicts that Jackson will be the first black woman nominated to the high court. President Joe Biden's approval rating sits at just 37 percent ahead of tomorrow's first Biden State of the Union address. The poll was released Sunday by ABC News and The Washington Post. Fifty five percent of respondents disapprove of the job Biden's doing. Seven percent had no opinion. 
Biden has said he feels like he's been successful. I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. The poll found little support for President Biden from Republicans and key independents. Just 30 percent of independents and only 10 percent of Republicans said they approve of Biden's job performance. Biden's approval rating is down 4 percent from November of 2021. Former President Donald Trump, the clear Republican frontrunner for the White House in 2024, Trump emerged as the favorite among those surveyed at the Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, for the 2024 GOP nomination for president. A straw poll gave Trump 59 percent support from 2,500 attendees at CPAC. That's up 4 percent from last year. Here's Trump at the conference. The socialists, globalists, Marxists and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. We are a sleeping giant. Coming in second place, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with 28 percent support, up 7 percent over last year. Coming in third among attendees, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo with just 2% support. A big drug bust at the Mexico-U.S. border despite creative efforts by the alleged drug smuggler. Border officials say a man attempted to conceal nearly 1,200 packages of methamphetamines valued at $2.9 million in a shipment of onions. Customs officials say canine units, despite the strong smell of onions, sniffed out the drugs at the Ote Mesa border between Tijuana and San Diego. The 46-year-old driver, a citizen of Mexico, was arrested and handed over to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials. Well, a federal judge has struck down a woke admission policy at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. It's the best high school in the nation known for turning out Ivy League students. The October 2020 policy sought to strike a balance at the school, which is underrepresented by blacks and Hispanics. Now, the judge ruled the policy discriminated against Asian-American students. The coalition for TJ took the case to court. Co-founder Astra Nomani celebrated the victory on video posted to Twitter. All of America just know right now that we fought. These were mostly immigrant, mostly Asian families of, quote, color. And you know what we said? We don't want this illegal equity, this illegal racism, this illegal discrimination. The school system says the school board will consider an appeal. Protests around the globe in support of Ukraine following the invasion by Russian forces last week. In New York City, numerous demonstrations, including Times Square and Washington Square Park. Protesters called Russian President Vladimir Putin a cold-blooded murderer. Protests are also taking place in major Russian cities, including Moscow. On Sunday, riot police were patrolling the streets of Russia to try and prevent demonstrations. (laughs) 
According to the human rights group OVD Info, more than 3,000 Russian protesters were reportedly detained between Thursday and Sunday. Well, Ukraine has asked for more Starlink Internet stations, and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has agreed with that request. Musk says more Starlink terminals are being sent to Ukraine. Ukraine has seen Internet disruptions following the invasion by Russian troops and missiles hitting key infrastructure. Monitoring group NetBlock said Thursday that disruptions had been tracked across much of Ukraine, including the capital city of Kiev. 77 WABC time check, 557. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb, well, over to the Hudson River crossing. You're starting to see some stop and go traffic near the George Washington Bridge northbound between Route 4 and Exit 72 due to a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane. There's also seeing some slow traffic on the inbound Holland Tunnel. About a 10 minute delay if you're coming in from Route 1 and 9. In Merrick on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Lansdowne Avenue and Merrick Avenue on both sides is closed over there due to that earlier accident. And also in Patchogue on Sunrise Highway westbound approaching Nichols Road. Also have an object on the roadway blocking the right lane, so use call. Caution driving over there. Over to Hudson Valley, you still have exit one over there on I-87 northbound closed because of emergency water main repairs. Also 218 closed both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W to get around that. If you're driving into the city, we're seeing some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway eastbound between exit 24 and Cabinet Plaza. We've also got some police activity on the Henry Hudson Parkway southbound near the Cross Bronx ramps. Two lanes over there taken out because of the car that drove onto the Amtrak tracks overnight. Also on the Avenue of the Americas, between 57th and 58th, there's, uh, it's closed over there due to some falling ice, as is Broadway between uh, 6th and 7th on 58th. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7th through 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 34. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the lows 26. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies, warmer, the high near 46. Right now, 28 degrees. Well, coming up at 6 o'clock, the Bernie and Sid in the morning program. And here are their lineup of guests. At 7.05, Heather Dubrow. She's an actress and TV personality with Bernie and Sid this morning. And don't miss it at 7.40, Rich Lowry. He's the editor-in-chief of the National Review with Bernie and Sid. Again, that's at 7.40. And at 9.05 with Bernie and Sid, Dr. Mark Siegel. He's a clinical professor of medicine and a practicing internist at NYU Langone Medical Center. 825, don't miss Lydia reports. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by the Peerless Boilers and the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest coming up at 940. Each and every Monday through Friday right here on 77 WABC. 30 past each hour during Bernie and Sid. You don't want to miss the 77 WABC clip of the day. And again, your forecast, if you're heading out the door from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, nice day, sunshine today, no rain in sight with a high near 34. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock.